Hey, what's going on? Welcome to another edition of Locked on Raptors here on a Friday to close out the week. And on today's show, we are talking about the Raptors preseason loss last night to the Philadelphia 76ers. We're going to talk about OG Ananobi, probably, I think almost certainly the most important piece of this game was his performance. We're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to dig into Gary Trent Jr.'s preseason debut and how it went and not terribly great returns so far from Gary Trent Jr. Uh, and a whole bunch of other takeaways from the Raptors preseason game. And we're joined by Yahoo Sports Canada's Ben Carlos for his podcast debut. We're going to talk to him and, and have a good time. And uh, hopefully he's a return guest. Hopefully I don't scare him away on today's episode of Locked on Raptors coming up in just one second. Oh, like, because when I shot, I expected to make it. So, like, I don't shoot kind of this. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 1032 of Lockdown Raptors for Friday, October the 8th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. You can find the podcast at Raptors, And you can subscribe to the podcast on all of your favorite podcast providers. Follow on some other podcast providers. They all have different nomenclature. But either way, it's the same idea. Please support the show on all your favorite apps. And also, you can find us on YouTube. We are free on all platforms, both video and audio. So please uh, go sub to the page. We're over... 825 now i think in terms of subs we're pushing towards a thousand so please continue to do so it's much appreciated when you support the show uh all right on today's show we are talking about the raptors preseason loss last night to the sixers 125 113 down in philly and we are joined by a first time guest of the show from yahoo sports canada's brand new crack team of incredible <laughs> nba and raptors coverage folks it is ben carlos ben how you doing man i'm uh, feeling a little horny uh sean how, how about you <laughs> You don't need to be talking about my tweets this early on in the podcast. People... <laughs> it was it was one of those things when I saw you two, I was like, is that a t no, no, that has to be a typo, right? But then you're like, okay, no, you haven't been listening for a while. I was like, I clearly have it because this is clearly something that's like no one reacted to. I'm like, huh? Oh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. For for clarity, uh, last night, if you're not poisonously online, which I hope you're not, if you're listening to the podcast, it's better for your health. Uh, I <laughs> tweeted during the game as OG Ananobi was putting up 22, four and four on eight of 14 shooting, something along the lines of uh, everything OG has done tonight has been exceptionally horny. Uh, and if you follow me on Twitter, you know that's just basic, you know, standard fare for me. That's kind of light in terms of you know the genitalia talk. I'll work into the timeline. <laughs> but Ben Carlos, of course, uh, we recently became mutuals with one another and uh it was a new awakening a new arrival to uh my twitter account and i uh i'm glad you've been indoctrinated now ben we can continue on forth with the podcast uh Absolutely. <laughs> so on today's show we're going to talk about og Ananobi off the top because that's the big thing from last night i think and kind of the big thing from this entire preseason and if uh, i'm being honest uh we're also going to dig into some of the other performances fiba high luke is someone i want to talk about he really seems to be making a claim for not just a roster spot but a rotation spot out of the gate, uh, Gary Trent Jr. made his debut last night. Mixed reviews there. And we'll dig into some other takeaways from sort of the roster battle guys uh, at the back of the roster as well. But, Ben, let's start with OG. Last night, again, 22-4-4, 8 of 14 shooting, 2 of 2 from the line, 4 steals as well, just 2 turnovers. Um, I mean, 
it's two games in a row. It's the preseason. Again, every caveat, just envision this podcast as being a large bubble bath and we're throwing in a giant salt bomb, like a Himalayan <laughs> salt bath bomb or something like that. That's the grain of salt you're taking with everything you see in the preseason. But I think it's notable that OG kind of continued to do what he did in the first preseason game, except this time with more defensive attention paid his way in the form of Joel Embiid. And, you know, he, he responded by passing out of double teams, passing when he got in trouble, passing when Joel Embiid was all over him, scoring when he felt like it uh, off the off the bounce and catching shoots and all of that. Really impressive stuff from OG for the second time in a row. What were your overall impressions of OG's game last night against the Sixers, Ben? Have you ever have you ever seen the movie Captain Phillips? Of course I have. Yeah. Yeah, so basically <laughs> OG was the Somali pirate and looking at the rest of the team is like like uh, I'm the captain now, you know? Cuz <laughs> he's playing with such confidence and I feel like it's because for the past what he's in is going into his 5th year now, he's been yeah. giving a little bit more uh by the coaching staff every year and his usage has increased and mm. now I feel like since he's one of the three pillars of the team, the other two being Fred and Pascal, they're kind of like, okay, here, uh, just go. And then he's mm -hmm. delivering, you know, he's putting up, he's putting up numbers. And I, and I said it last night, you know, in the, in the, in the heat of the whole Raptors, uh, Raptors Twitter, uh, world, which I'm still somewhat <laughs> new to, um, he's, he's, he's playing like baby Kawhi right now. Like he's, he's <laughs> like, people love making the OG Kawhi comparisons, but like, I, it's never felt more. Um, it's never felt more uh, present than it was last night. Like I, I feel like this season is really going to be the season that OG starts to really come into his own. And I wouldn't be surprised if he led the team in scoring. Yeah, I mean that, that's an interesting one. That's kind of been a topic of conversation for a couple of days now. Um, mm -hmm. You know, just like among sort of Raptors online circles, I still think Pascal is going to lead the team in scoring. I think Pascal is mm -hmm. just a more sort of refined scorer at this point, and I do think it's worth kind of exercising a little bit of caution with just like keeping all of the expectation on OG based on these games and sort yeah. of what happened last year. But mm -hmm. you're right, like the things that he's showing and this is what we've been looking for right is can he scale up the usage and maintain the efficiency that's going to be the thing to watch all season long and again it's two preseason games but mm -hmm. he's continued the trend of his entire career at this point where yep. every time there's an incremental increase in his usage he maintains the efficiency and obviously mm -hmm. this is the most difficult step to make i think he was a 19.3 percent usage guy last year and i think that's going to go up to 24 25 this year most likely maybe even mm -hmm. higher in the time that they're waiting for pascal to get back you know it, we're not going to be able to know until we see it, obviously, in a larger scale, but all the signs point to every time he kind of levels up and, and adds a little bit more in terms of responsibility, the efficiency doesn't struggle. And that is really encouraging through two preseason games. And I think the passing last night was oh, what yeah. got me, Ben. I, I, I mean, he only had the one assist in the first preseason game, had four last night. And mm. just really seems to kind of know where everybody is on the floor at all times. There was one possession where you know i think he was trying to iso against Embiid, which was a bold decision and it almost looked yeah. like he might shake him for a second but didn't mm -hmm. quite pull it off um but he kind of you know turned around took a second realized okay i got nowhere to go and made a nice fire up to the top of the key and it kept the possession moving had a couple of nice you know big to big assists when he kind of got at the teeth of the defense and extra help came his way and all right i'll slide it to pressures at you and that's easy enough what were your sort of, sort of overall impressions of his playmaking? And is that to you maybe like the most important thing here this season? Obviously, the scoring is big, but 
the playmaking that comes off of the increased scoring load. That's what makes stars, you know, and, and I think we've seen some pretty promising early returns again with all the caveats applying because it's the preseason. Of course, uh, I feel like he really picked his spots well there. Like you said, his his playmaking abilities have greatly improved compared to, you know, previous seasons past. But um, I think with losing Kyle, you're going to have to have the rest of those guys. Set. I mean, every of course, you know, Fred's going to be the, you know, the floor general here, but you're going to. Mm -hmm. By, but everyone else is going to also have to say it can't just be Fred. And I think OG proved that he can be very dependable on that side of the ball for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm really intrigued to see how that kind of continues. And as the spacing improves, as they add in Siakam and, yeah. and just kind of have a little bit more in terms of threat on the floor, that I think is going to really kind of help expand things. I, you know, it, it's. I'm looking forward to the trial by fire for OG in the early part of the season. <laughs> like it's going to be a lot. I'm expecting some serious growing pains in that first month with no Pascal, but I I'm really intrigued by how that kind of seasons him for later on in the year. Did you have any other OG takeaways from last night? I mean, his defense was really strong as well. Um, anything kind of lingering? I just feel like we could talk about OG basically all day, every day. He's so freaking good. <laughs> Yeah, plus, you know, Raptors fans love OG content. So, um, yes. <laughs> I, I, I guess, though, I, I honestly, I feel like the one thing that really stuck out to me was uh, I don't know if you saw that image of him uh, w right when it was pretty much garbage time already. He was just sitting on the bench and he just, like, you know, it had that had that mean mug expression of, like, yeah. oh, man, if I, oh, just I, I I don't know how to I don't know how to get into it without without getting uh without getting explode into expletives so yeah <laughs> yeah I, I um it's just exciting stuff obviously we need to see more and continue mm -hmm. to sort of you know season them along be here but like it's not like the Sixers were throwing nothing at him right like yeah the double teams that's going to be a thing we see a lot and as yeah. he continues to kind of add to his you know pull up game and his sort of overall floor game the doubles are going to become more of a constant because he's going mm -hmm. to be kind of the hub of the Raptors offense in concert with Fred and how he responds to those is going to be fascinating. Um, you know, what was your, let me ask you this. What was yeah. your reaction just physically, uh, maybe audibly when OG hit that pull up three, I think in the second quarter, uh, he just like, he's kind of like doing the lazy sort of lazy guy to sleep kind of dribble up, up top and then just suddenly pops it and nails it what was your uh reaction when you were watching that live i was like is this og and an ob what what like what is going on because it's like to see him to see him do those pull-ups i'm like is this is this the same guy we've been watching all these years but it, it, it's a, it goes to show it's a testament to his growing confidence and him putting yeah. in the work right and then um one of, one of the quotes that I can't, me myself personally, I live by that one of my friends uh, kind of instilled in me last year is uh, um, it's when uh, oper um okay, what's the exact? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I might butcher this. Oh, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So it's, I mean, it doesn't really tie to luck, but luck is when opportunity meets preparation. Right. And this is more so, I mean, obviously this is less luck, but this is uh, the opportunity for OG meeting all the work he's put in. So, yeah. That's well put. Yeah. I, oh, I, uh, I, I butchered that. I'm sorry. Oh. No, it's totally fine, dude. It's uh, 
<laughs> you're still working on the coffee. It's fine. I've I've never had my thoughts together. So don't you're well like my mug. Me. That's a it's a beautiful mug. It's great. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> I need to get myself a good Raptors mug. I got my King mm-hmm. Cake Baby mug mug courtesy Katie Heidel coming soon. So oh uh, right on. Anyway, shout out to Katie. Yeah, we're gonna continue talking about OG all through the preseason. I'm sure. I, I personally, my audible reaction when OG hit that was like a, a little cackle. Like I, I'm he's becoming a guy who I start cackling over. Yeah, it's kind of replaced <laughs> Kyle Lowry as the chief mm. cackle inducer on the Raptors, which is quite exciting. Mm. Uh, either way, that'll leave. We'll leave that there for OG uh, at the moment, and we will continue on and talk about more of our takeaways from the game, including the guard rotation and Gary Trent Jr. and Goran Dragic and how it's all kind of coming together here. We'll get to that in one second here. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at Sleeper. It is fantasy basketball time. You're like two weeks away, less than two weeks away from the start of your season. You're probably doing drafts very soon. And I'm imploring you to download Sleeper and use their game pick style of game before, for all your leagues this year. Look, you might like the busy work of fantasy basketball. You might have had the illusion that you like the daily busy work of fantasy basketball. Nobody actually likes it. You would rather just pick your lineup one day a week, figure it out, and then set it and let it be and go win you some games. That's what you can do with Sleeper with Game Pick, where owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count towards their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. The days of losing because your opponent's players simply played more scheduled games than you are over. The days of mindless busy work are over, and you actually get to have strategy in your fantasy basketball as opposed to just playing a math game. You get to pick your matchups based on player matchups, home versus away, opponent defensive ranking, pace of play, and more. All of that adds up to more strategy and less busy work. Whether you prefer to redraft, you like your keeper or your dynasty leagues, game picks has you covered. Sleeper has cracked the fantasy basketball code. If you like the day, like the weekly rhythm of fantasy football, which I prefer greatly to fantasy basketball, if you prefer building out a weekly strategy versus daily busy work, you're going to love game picks. Download the Sleeper app and start a league with your friends today. You will not be disappointed. All right, Ben, let's continue on here and uh, dig into some of our other takeaways. So the Gary Trent Jr., uh, we should maybe start with him. He was the top, topic of yesterday's podcast. He played last night for the first time. Uh, he took 12 shots, all of them jump shots of some varying length and degree. Uh, you know, he, he's a shot maker at times. He's also a bad shot taker sometimes, and he kind of gets himself into some trouble. Um, you pair that with Goran Dragic having a bit of a quiet night, uh, 4 for him in 22 minutes, just two points, both from the line. Um, you know, that spot at the two guard is very much up for grabs, I think. And I don't really know how I feel about it just yet. I'm curious with you, Ben, based on what you've seen from Dragic and Trent in the game and, you know, game for Trent and two for Dragic, based on just sort of the skill sets each guy brings to the table, where are you leaning right now in the question of who should start at the two when the Raptors begin the regular season? I mean, if we're going to base this entirely off of last night, I think Svee's making a huge <laughs> case for that compared to how the other two played. But um, yeah. it's tricky because uh, Gary Trent Jr. was one of the more frustrating players to watch last season because like one night he'll put up 30 and then the very next night, you know, he'll put up like four. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you know, it's not it's not the most ideal uh, performance you'd like to see in Albert. Yeah. First uh, preseason game. Um, but it's like what we were discussing earlier, uh, about how, um, off camera, um, how, if you're paying a guy 18 million to score the basketball, you kind of want him to score the basketball. I was getting a little bit flashes of, um, um, how angry the fan base would get with Danny green. 
when uh, <laughs> in, back in 2019, whenever he would his shot wouldn't be going because it's like, yeah. it's like you had one job. Why aren't you doing that one job? And mm-hmm. and it, and and it's a little bit frustrating too. Like you said, is like all of it, all of it came from just straight jump shots. So yeah, and then, I mean, if you want to throw it back even further, it, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I should go this far. It kind of reminds me of like you know uh the the lou williams days when he was just like all right, all right let me let me iso real quick oh uh yeah. let me run let me let me run out the clock uh jack up a shot oh no it didn't go in mm. yeah the trend thing is weird man because like i like the idea of having like a trigger man who's always happy to shoot like yeah. that's why serge abaco was so effective on a team that had mm-hmm. a lot of dudes who like to pass it was kind of nice you could funnel things to a guy you knew was never ever going to pass and i feel like trent <laughs> has kind of a similar vibe to him. Yeah. I just don't really know like what the Raptors coaching staff really envisions for him either. Right. Like it's weird. Uh-huh. Like we've heard all these stories over the years with Nick nurse about how in practice, they're like fine players for taking mid rangers and you get negative points for taking mid rangers. And it's all about the threes and the layups. And uh-huh. it just seems weird that Gary Trent jr is given the Liberty to be like, all right, I'm taking eight mid rangers today. And that's just how I'm going to do it. Again, some of those go in, and it's a nice counter to the fact that he's not really a guy who can get all the way to the basket, and the fact that he has that little pull-up at least is a nice little thing to have in his bag, but it's just kind of difficult to figure out the best place in which he fits in a lineup because he doesn't really, like the way he plays right now, it doesn't really fit into what the Raptors tend to want to do, right? Like they want to have movement. You know, Nick Nurse Mm -hmm. has talked about scoring with the system and how that's going to be how they have to score. But if you in the system, you have a guy who doesn't really fit into it. I, I don't really know like what the utility is. And like I'm not saying that Gary Trent can't fit because I think his skill set suggests that he very much can fit. You know, he's a great catch and shoot three point shooter. He can handle the ball just a little bit as like a secondary tertiary kind of guy. Like there's something there and the skill set should be able to slot in. Like in theory, a guy who shoots that well should fit with anybody. But it's just, it seems like he's got a little bit more rope from the coaching staff. And because of his like gunner tendencies, he kind of gets off kilter with what the team is trying to do. Does that make any sense? Like, are you similarly curious as to like what it is they actually want him to be within the team? Yeah, you hit the nail on the head with uh, with the Serge Ibaka comparison in terms of like when you have when you're surrounded by guys who want to like move the ball around. It's it's nice to have that one like you know uh, that that one gunner to just kind of like shoot at will. Um, the only problem is is like if he's shooting at will and he's not making those shots, then you know it's we're a little, we're at a little bit of a you know a little standstill here. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how his role develops uh, throughout the season, and especially with uh, you know, we mentioned Goran Dragic. Um, mm-hmm. He looked a little, he looked a little lost out there. I think that's one of those things he's still trying to figure out his place on the team as well. Um, mm-hmm. I was very surprised uh, these past two preseason games to see him starting. Um, <clears throat> I was a little bit uh, based off of the the season that we will uh, pretend never existed in Florida. <laughs> um, I was surprised to see the the two guard lineup, well, essentially two point guard lineup rolling in. You know, mm-hmm. we had Lowry and Van Fleet last year, and then it's kind of like we're repeating that this year, except with Van Fleet and Lowry slot, and then Drogic in the in the shooting guard spot, which was interesting. But yeah, it's so I totally get the reasoning for starting Drogic with Fred, particularly with Pascal not available, because. Mm that extra ball handling is important. Like you can't have your only yeah. two actual ball handlers being Fred and OG. That's just too much mm-hmm. to put on them. And I know there's this sort of 
you know, call to just throw Scotty Barnes into the starting five, have Trent be at the two and just have Barnes be like your third ball handler. I, it's great. I'm totally on board with just throwing everything and, and seeing what he can handle. But also if you're trying to win games and like be competitive while also developing, that's probably not the way to do it right now because no. Scotty Barnes is a 20 year old rookie who's played two preseason yeah. games. Like there's it's, it's going to be easy to heap too much expectation on him. I think just based on the excitement around him and everything. And I think you got to kind of, you know, be measured about what you can actually expect from Barnes this season. And I think throwing him into the fire immediately and saying, all right, you're our third ball handler when we're out in these lineups, like that feels like a lot. So to me, starting Drogic gives you that extra ball handling. It allows Fred to play off ball a little bit more, which of course we know he's excellent at. I I get it, but I do wonder if Trent is kind of wasted on the bench, right? And I think maybe Trent's better role is with those starters and you kind of slide Drogic to the bench and you get to play him and Flynn together. Maybe they help balance each other out. You have the sort of long, stretchy dudes you'll have on the bench. Like, it's tricky, man. I, I, what do you prefer in terms of, like, Raptors starting five day one? Let's assume Chris Boucher's back in a week or two after the season begins. So, you know, we can we can pencil him in as the starting four for now. Do you go with Dragic at the two because of the ball handling? Do you go with Trent? Like, what's your favorite configuration there to maximize both guys? Uh, in my opinion, I feel like it makes more sense to have Dragic come off the bench and then be the secondary floor general with you know the mm-hmm. second uh, with, with the second unit, and then like you said, have Gary out there with the primary uh, ball handler in like Fred, and then it would mm-hmm. just be easier to hopefully ha- help him get his shot going. Um, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I, I think. For me, day one, if Siakam's not there, I'm okay with Dragic in the starting five, but I do think mm. like Trent is going to be at his best when he's playing next to Fred, Siakam, yeah. and OG. Like He feels like the kind of guy who's lifted by good players. Yes, and when he's exa- not surrounded exactly by them, that. it's like, okay, this could be a little bit mm. tricky. But uh, I think there's a potential there for if he's in that starting five with those three guys, you know, that he's going to get good looks and he's not going to become a guy to whom the ball comes and the offense dies because there's just too many other guys who are going to have the ball in their hands. Um, Ben, we're going to continue on here. We're going to wrap up with some other thoughts. We're going to talk Sfi. We're going to talk, uh, you know, some other dudes we saw. Scotty Barnes, we haven't really talked a whole lot about. It It was kind of a quiet game for him, but we should still talk about Mm -hmm. Scotty Barnes because he's Scotty freaking Barnes. We'll get to that (laughs) in one second here. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at betonline.ag who are back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridironers. Teams are back on the field for another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this year. With new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit don't forget to use the promo code locked on all one word to get that bonus from football basketball hockey baseball playoffs right down to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online is where the game starts and today's show is brought to you by our pals over at Built Bar, who make the best tasting protein bars you're ever going to find. They've got nine staple flavors, coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. If you don't know which one's your favorite, then you can order a mixed box. You get two of each of the nine flavors, and you can decide for yourself which one you want to order a full box of, or a crate, or a drum, or whatever large measuring tool you'd like to fill full of Built Bars. Either way... All their bars are great tasting and healthy for you too. Just 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs as well. Amazing selection, 
uh, sorry, amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, Ben, let's round this out with some quick hitters on some other guys from last night's preseason game for the Raptors. Again, a 125-113 loss. Um, let's start with Scotty Barnes. Three of seven, eight points, three boards, five assists, a steal. Uh, you know, he wasn't his most sort of like outstanding game or anything like that, but I keep being really impressed by all the ways he affects the game just kind of intangibly, right? Like the tip out rebounds and keeping possessions alive. He's just never stopping. He's always on the go, trying way too hard for the preseason. You love to see it. Um, what were your sort of overall impressions of Scotty Barnes' second preseason effort last night, Ben? I mean, he exudes just as much energy off the court than he does on the court. It, it, it's astounding, yeah. really. There was, um, well, first off, he has this like, uh, he has no, he has no fear to shoot the ball, which is, which yeah. is great. You love to see that from a rookie, but yeah. also when we go back, when to piggyback off of the energy point, I think there's this one play where I think it was precious who got a Duncan. And then I don't know if you saw Scotty, he was like clapping, like, let's go like, <laughs> over just a dunk. And it's just like, yo, Scotty, it's a, it's, it's a preseason game. Um, <laughs> and it's like the first court. And that's the kind of energy you see for like, uh, for like a clutch play to kind yeah. of like, you know, seal the game. But no, you, you just, you just love to see, you just love to see it, especially, you know, with, um, with, with Kyle, with Kyle gone, you have that missing void, uh, that, uh, that emptiness of like, you need someone to kind of fill in, not saying that, you know, Scotty's going to be filling in that role, but it's nice to see mm -hmm. that refreshing energy to really make it feel like it's a new era of Raptors basketball. Yeah, no, totally. And I think, you know, to the point of like filling in the void of Lowry, again, yeah. not to say that any one player on the team is of filling course. in for Kyle Lowry, <laughs> but you know, the thing that Lowry did so well, in addition to just like all the things that made Lowry good, but were just like the little things that kind of ultimately affect the outcome of a game. And mm -hmm. you have to fill in those like high IQ plays somewhere because yep. that's how you yep. get wins on the margins, especially for a team mm -hmm. that doesn't have a whole lot of margin for error. <laughs> and you know, Fred's really good at that stuff. Obviously, he got really good in sort of the sort of on-court impact stuff last season after not being so hot in his first few years. And then uh, I think... Scotty just kind of seems like such a high IQ player, just seems to know where to be at all times, knows where his teammates should be and knows those little kind of pockets to sneak in there, you know, to grab an offensive rebound, to tip out a rebound to a, a waiting shooter. Like he's just kind of got all of that just intangibly in his brain. And so like if you're talking about sort of looking ahead at what Scotty Barnes is going to be and projecting forward his development, you know, it'd be nice if he could shoot right now and all that, that would be lovely. Yeah. But the fact that he has the sort of sense and the awareness and the instincts and all that stuff down, that to me is harder to teach than learning how to shoot. And you Absolutely. can see exactly why the Raptors were like, okay, this guy's worth betting on. He's got the floor of like a really good role player who knows where to be at all times. If we can move this shot along, oh my God, things are going to get really intense really quickly. And mm -hmm. I I I'm really curious to see just how he fits in as a role player this season more than anything else. I don't think this is a year where he's going to get to stretch his legs as like an on-ball star or anything like that. Yeah. But, you know, I made this point after the first game, and I think it's even clearer after last night. He's just going to be an excellent role player for this team in year one as he figures out all, figures out all the other stuff. Um, any other guys who came to mind last night for you, Ben? I can kind of turn it to you here. Anyone that you specifically want to dive into? Yeah, his V was very, very impressive. Um, yep. It's like what we were saying when you were like between between uh, Gary Trent and and Goran Dragic. Uh, who's got 
who, who who's making the case to start? I'm like, ah, ah none of the above. Uh, because yeah, yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like he was brought in to be, you know, a three point shooter, but he showed last night that he's very much capable of doing uh, more than that. And um, yeah, and I got yo, I got a shout out to Raptor Raptors Instagram for coming up with the most badass nickname I've heard in a long time. Uh, Splash Bandicoot, like, oh my god, that's just, that's just, yo, like, I'm like, if you played PlayStation as a kid, that's just that that that's just brilliant. And then I was like, okay, if 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 he's Splash Bandicoot, does that make uh uh Goron uh you know Spyro the Drogic? Like, it's just it, it, it just works so perfectly. Oh man. Yeah, now we're working on a Raptors players as early late '90s Nintendo characters podcast. Oh, That'll have okay. to be a thing we do sometime. Um, yeah, Svi, I think with last night's game, eleven points, two boards, two assists, five of seven shooting. Like mm-hmm. he's, I think he's on the team like very clearly. I mean, I know he's got like the guarantee for this year. I know that's been sort of a, a hint that maybe he was going to be on the team from Jump Street, but like yeah. an extra year guaranteed is not like a big deal if they don't really want him on the team. Like you know, he has the one guaranteed year they could always waive him if they really, really wanted to. Nothing's prohibiting mm-hmm. them from that. I don't think that's going to happen though because he's been too good. And I think yeah. he's not just in line for a rotation spot. He's probably in line. Sorry, not in line for a roster spot. He's probably in line for a rotation spot, at least as they wait to assume full health. Like Svee's nice. And the thing that really stood out to me is in that second quarter, and this happened in both second quarters of both preseason games, when he's in there with that sort of crazy crew of long dudes who are just young and energetic and wild. He's kind of the adult in the room and just kind of slows things down. And it's like, all right, guys, we've run enough here. I'm just going to run a nice little pick and roll and we're going to slow things the hell down. That's Mm -hmm. kind of a nice thing to have in a lineup that is otherwise 100% erratic, crazy person energy, which you love. But you have to have that counterbalance. And I think Speed does that nicely. And, you know, he kind of is doing the thing again preseason, but he's doing the thing that you would hope Gary Trent can do right where. He just kind of fills the gaps. He connects dots. He is a glue type player for a lineup that makes everything easier for everybody else because of what he can do offensively. It'd be nice to see Trent kind of assume that a little bit more. It's weird to say Trent needs to like mold his game after a guy he's better than, but like, you know, the, the talent needs to match the, you know, the, the, the role and all that stuff too with Trent. So yeah, it's uh it's interesting times watching Svi. I think he's very clearly made himself uh, a roster spot and probably is going to get some minutes out of the gate. Um, quickly, just a couple quick hitters here. We saw Freddie Gillespie play five minutes last night. I don't know, man. I'm really rooting for the dude, but I just don't think he's going to be on this team. I, he is not uh, an offensive threat in any way, and I don't think he's good enough defensively to justify having him out there. Do you have a more sunny outlook on Freddie Gillespie, Ben, or are you kind of in the same spot? Oh, it, it's hard because I I, I want to root for the guy so badly because he he made he made such an impact when he got brought on to the team like last season, right? And then yeah. if you see if you watch all the open gym clips, he just he seems like that personality that you know you'd you'd love to have in the locker room. Yeah. Um, you know, making making Scotty LOL during uh during like press <laughs> conferences and whatnot. But you know, if you base this off of like summer league performance as well as uh these two preseason games, it does not look good for him. Um, even my, even watching the game with my dad last night, he was like, that guy doesn't know where to go. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. oh boy. Yeah. That's the thing is like defensively. Yeah. He can block a shot or two if he's Mm -hmm. like at the rim and he can meet guys there. He's obviously a good rebounder. He's got strong hands for that, but on offense, like 
he just doesn't do any of the things that make no. a good low usage player, right? Like he mm-hmm. doesn't set good screens. Like he kind of always misses his guy with his screens. It seems doesn't yep. create any separation for his guard. He doesn't present himself as a target at all when he's driving, like like lining. Sorry, when he's on the dive to the basket, and you know you saw last night he caught a pass in the pick and roll, brought the ball mm-hmm. down first, and then got it blocked going back up. And it's just like you're six foot nine, six foot ten, dude. Like you have enormous <laughs> arms. Your wingspan is hilarious. Like there can be more vertical threat here, but he just doesn't seem mm-hmm. to have that. And you know, there's nothing else to his offensive repertoire, right? Like he's not shooting the ball outside of you know the restricted area. And he's not much of a passer. And there's just, it's tricky because there's very little utility to have a guy like that. Like you can have a low usage center who's out there setting really good screens and who, you know, can make the extra pass and be a connector. He's not doing any of that stuff. And so I fear for Freddie Gillespie and his future with the team. Again, rooting for him extremely hard, but yeah. it has looked really rough so far in the preseason. And he just doesn't seem as much as he has the, the height to match what the Raptors vision is. He doesn't seem to have the skill set that the Raptors look for in their six foot nine guys, which is kind of disappointing. Um, that feels like a pretty good place to leave it for today, unless you have any parting shots here, Ben. Anyone that you wanted to offer a last minute thought on? Um, yeah, I want to. I want to offer my last minute thought on you. First off, they, uh, thank you for having me on and running oh, this course, like man. a well and running this like a well oiled machine. You know, from start <laughs> to finish, I was like, dang, the level of production and professionalism on here. I feel like I'm on ESPN or something. All right, you know, <laughs> your boys made it. Let's go. Yes, yeah, um, so we talk about how horny we are on ESPN all the time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, but uh, I, I appreciate you having me on and I guess taking my uh, Raptors podcast virginity. So uh, speaking on to the, <laughs> I mean, we're on the subject of it. So <laughs> yeah, it's Friday, man. We can lean into it. It's fine. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, man, it was lovely having you on the show. Thanks Thank for you. being here. Hopefully we can do it again and uh, looking for forward sure. to all the great stuff you're going to have at Yahoo this year. Where can people check out all the stuff you guys got cooking? Obviously, you know, you can check us out uh, Twitter, Instagram, Yahoo Sports Canada, especially YouTube. And then I guess for me personally, for all my uh, steamy uh, Raptors tweets, uh, Ben J. Carlos on Twitter. And then if you want to follow me on Instagram, same handle as well. Awesome. The handle is right there on the screen. If you're watching on YouTube, please go follow Ben. Ben is wonderful. Uh, And that is going to do it for today's show. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. Your second listen of the day should be Locked on NBAs. They are covering everything around the preseason, all the big storylines to keep tabs on. Last night, one of the hosts of the Friday episode, Nick Angstat, was uh, shooting me a message and was like, hey, anything from this Raptors game I should know? And I just basically filled his DMs with uh, eight lines of OG propaganda. So you may hear OG talk on Locked on NBA today through Nick Angstat that via me so go check that out uh on next week so no monday podcast i'm away for thanksgiving but we'll be back for a four-day week next week tuesday through friday javon shepherd's going to come on the podcast that's going to be great and uh some friends or a friend or friends perhaps from a notable canadian television show premiering on sunday october the 17th we'll be back on the podcast at least one of them will be back and hopefully we have a second new debut guest paired with said guest this is a weird convoluted tease but if you know (laughs) what i'm talking about you know and it's going to be great that's going to come up hopefully next friday uh we'll have vivek on as well next week katie all that fun stuff but thank you so much for listening this week please go subscribe to the youtube page it's always very appreciated when you go ahead and do that we are up near 830 subs let's keep on pushing that number towards a thousand pretty please and uh with that we'll talk to you again on tuesday with another episode of locked on raptors have a great thanksgiving weekend Bye bye